When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In today's show, Bitcoin dips under $17,000 as the craziest rumors over Binance sink the Bitcoin price. That's right. Bitcoin traders stay wary over the Binance FUD triggering overly bearish Bitcoin price action. Also in today's show, Binance proof of reserves have been removed from the auditor site. That's right. Mazars Group, known for its proof of reserve audit services for crypto companies, reportedly removed the audits from its site. However, CryptoQuant verifies Binance's reserves and reports there is no FTX-like behavior. Binance has faced a FUD storm this week, to say the least, especially coming from Mr. Wonderful himself. But a new CryptoQuant audit has verified its proof of reserves. Also in today's show, SBF reportedly files a new bail application in the Bahamas Supreme Court. This is after he got denied bail previously from the judge They're requesting this once again. Also in today's show, breaking news, Trump is now selling his own superhero NFTs, or at least he was. However, it's now officially sold out. And this is ironic considering he once thrashed Bitcoin for being a scam. Also in today's show, Bitcoin maximalist Michael Saylor says Ethereum could collapse next like Luna. That's right. Ethereum has come under fire from Bitcoin Maxis and former MicroStrategy CEO Michael Saylor, who has compared the network to Luna, which tragically collapsed in 2022, will be, or that was back in May of this year. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this, plus so much more in today's show. <laughs> Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost, a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. I want to welcome everyone tuning in to today's live stream. This is podcast episode number 1135. That's right. Like, whoa, I am your host, JV. Today is December 16, 2022, and it is Friday. Let's dive right into today's market watch. As you can see, the bulk of the crypto market currently correcting back in the red with Bitcoin down 3%, trading at about $16,800. We have Ether down a whopping 6.27%, now trading at $1,189. Also, Binance Coin, XRP, Cardano, Doge, Litecoin, and Matic are also all in the blood red. And checking out coinmarketcap.com, we can see the current crypto market cap sitting at $817 billion with $40 billion in volume. And the past 24 hours current bitcoin dominance back on the rise at 39.7% with the ether dominance at 17.9% and checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past 24 hours we have okb leading the pack up just a modest 2% trading at 23 bucks followed by satoshi vision up 2% trading at 48 bucks followed by tuncoin not even up a whole percent <laughs> it's only up about a half a percent trading at $2.41 and followed by that 
We have some stable coins because the bulk of the top 100 cryptos are currently correcting and in the red. And checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers for the past week. Again, you can see a sea of red with only a handful in the green, including Ton up about 30% for the week, XDC up 8.2%, and Satoshi Vision up 11.5%. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, you can see we're currently rated a 29 in fear. Yesterday was a 31, last week a 26, and last month a 23 in extreme fear. So there you have it. That was the overall crypto market. And now let's dive into today's Bitcoin technical analysis. And once again, I want to welcome everyone just tuning in to today's live stream. Bitcoin fell below 17,000 this morning, December 16th, as traders warned of overreaction to FUD involving exchange Binance, amongst others. And right here, you can look at the Bitcoin one-hour candle chart, which is looking pretty bearish. Data from Cointelegraph Markets Point and Trading View followed Bitcoin as it put in multi-day lows of 16,900 on Bitstamp, and Bitcoin retraced its entire run to one month highs courtesy of the latest macroeconomic data and policy update from the United States and amid ongoing concerns over the solvency of the largest global exchange Binance market sentiment showed what traders argued was a clear case of cold feet the evidence they suggested simply did not stack up in the bear's favor, quoting crypto analyst Mikhail Van Pop, the craziest rumors and FUD going around on literally everybody in the crypto exchange business and a further post expanded on whose those players were. Apparently, the consensus is that Tether, Binance, DCG are all going to fall, potentially even Michael Saylor. Clear. Got it. Now, fellow trader and analyst Crypto Edge sounded equally skeptical, drawing attention to Bitcoin's copycat come down in line with U.S. equities the day prior, quoting him here. Interesting to see everyone suddenly so bearish on Bitcoin as if it's solely acting so weak. SPX is doing exactly the same, maybe even weaker, he shared. And he also mentioned querying whether the Binance FUD really had played a role. And now let's discuss Binance Reserves data making sense in examination of the Binance previous proof of reserve statement. Meanwhile, on-chain analysts platform CryptoQuant likewise found little evidence of foul play. I'm going to be covering that in great detail here a little shortly, but here's a quote from them here. To evaluate the info contained in the Binance Proof of Reserves report, we compared the liabilities presented by Binance in the report to the on-chain metric data we have at CryptoQuant regarding Binance Bitcoin reserves, and it explained in a blog post on December 15th, we discovered that the liabilities stated by Binance are highly similar to our assessment, 99%, and it added that the data by Finance applied about its liabilities makes sense. No amount of reassurance was enough to console the Bitcoin price action on the day with 17,000 barely holding at the time of this recording. Obviously, we're back below 17,000. And popular crypto trader, Crypto Tony, announced entry of the next wave down for the bears amid ongoing predictions of a cycle low at $12,000 or under, quoting him here, Bitcoin as expected. If we consolidate for a while above 16,9, I will open along. Still patient for now, said fellow trader Elise in a fresh update. So what are your thoughts surrounding Bitcoin crashing to $12,000? Do you feel this is a likely scenario as the crypto analyst warns? And what are your thoughts surrounding Binance CEO CZ being attacked from all aspects in the crypto market, even on the mainstream? He was interviewed on many mainstream sources and he was asked straight up. I know many of you saw this news clip. So are you saying if customers withdrew $2 billion right now, you have enough reserves to cover this and he indirectly answered it by saying our lawyer would handle that versus just stating yes we had the reserves to handle that which exasperated the FUD kind of is what it is wasn't the smartest interview to say the least but that leads us to our next story of the day now let's discuss in greater detail the Binance proof of reserves 
and break this story down. Crypto exchange Binance has seen as proof of reserve audits removed from auditor Mazar's website. Mazar's official website shows they fully discounted Mazar's Veritas, a section dedicated to the crypto exchange audits. The tool was developed by Mazar's in order to bring trust and transparency to the digital asset sector using the silver sixpence Merkle tree generating tool to complement proof of reserve reports. On December 16th, Bloomberg reported Mazar stopped doing proof of reserve audits for crypto companies. Other auditing firms such as the FTX auditor Armeño also had reported stop working with crypto exchanges like OKX and Gate.io. Mazar's is widely known for the accounting firm of former United States President Donald Trump's company. The auditing firm was appointed as an official auditor for the Binance Proof of Reserves updates back in late November. And a number of rival crypto exchanges, including KuCoin, Crypto.com, have followed Binance's lead in cooperating with Mazar's as part of their reserves report. Mazar's has indicated they will temporarily pause their work with all of their crypto clients globally, which includes Crypto.com, KuCoin, and Binance. A spokesperson for Binance told Cointelegraph, unfortunately, this means we will not be able to work with Mazar's for the moment, the representative added. Now, Binance also had reached out to multiple large auditing firms, including big four auditors, which are currently unwilling to conduct a proof of reserves for a private crypto company. The representative noted, we still go forward with our plans to deliver to our users Merkle Tree proof of reserves to demonstrate that customer assets exist on chain, an address that are under the control of Binance, the firm said, and the Binance CEO CZ was quick to react on the news on Twitter with a retweet from a random commenter making a statement on why the auditing company decided to quit working with crypto. Ask them, the tweet reads. CZ also subsequently took to Twitter to hint that blockchains are transparent by default, stating the following, blockchains are public permanent records. It is the most auditable ledger. Now, the news comes shortly after Mazars confirmed on December 7th that Binance possessed control of 575,742 Bitcoin. That's right, of its customers worth around 9.7 billion at that time. The report has since been also removed from the Mazars website, which is quite questionable. Why'd they remove all this from their website? Some financial specialists have immediately seen some red flags on the Binance Reserve report. One former financial accounting standards board member argued that the Mazars release report lacked data on the quality of internet controls, or I should say internal controls of how Binance's systems liquidate assets to cover large uh, margin losses, which takes us to our next story of the day. We have another source, CryptoQuant, who verifies the Binance reserves and says that there is no FTX like behavior. So now let's break down this next uh, story of the day. Blockchain analytics provider CryptoQuant released a report analyzing the recently released proof of reserves audit of the world's largest crypto exchange, Binance. Centralized exchanges have been cast into the spotlight over the past months following the collapse of FTX. No more so than Binance, which has been scrambling to reassure customers and investors it has sufficient reserves and is fully backed. A report from CryptoQuant released a few days ago, December 14th, says its analysis confirms that Binance's reserves are accounted for. And earlier in the month, Binance released its proof of reserves report, but was criticized for being an agreed upon procedure and not a full audit as it didn't completely uh, expose their liabilities. You know what I mean? Now, additionally, the report didn't address the effectiveness of internal financial controls. According to former chief of the Securities Exchange Commission's Office of Internet Enforcement, John Reed Stark, but CryptoQuant has backed the findings of audit firm Mazars, stating that liabilities reported by Binance are very close to its estimation 
estimation of 99%, quitting them here. The report shows that Binance's Bitcoin liabilities, which are customer deposits, are 97% collateralized by the assets exchange. Collateralization increases to 101% when the Bitcoin lent to customers is accounted for and actually shared that in this thread on crypto Twitter. So they're standing behind the firm. And the analytics firm added that on-chain data suggests Binance's Ethereum and stablecoin reserves are not showing FTX-like behavior at this point. And additionally, Bitcoin, or I should say Binance, has acceptable clean reserve, which means its own token, which is BNB, is still a low proportion of its total assets. And according to data provided by Nansen, around 10% of Binance's reserves are held in its native BNB token. Binance currently holds $60.4 billion in total assets and its publicly disclosed addresses, and $6.2 billion of that total was BNB, which was reported. And Binance had faced a lot of FUD, which we are well aware of, this week that led to $5 billion in withdrawals from the exchange on December 13th. And fears of a liquidity crisis and another bank run scenario started to escalate. However, the situation stabilized the following day and CEO CZ reported the day's outflows weren't even in the top five largest for the exchange. And in a Twitter space, CZ suggested that 99% of people were not equipped for self-custody of their crypto and that most people who attempted it would likely lose their coins one way or another, which to me sounds very sus for any crypto exchange owner to say 99% of the people doing self-custody are going to lose their crypto. That is FUD. So just as the mainstream is spreading FUD against CZ, CZ is spreading FUD against self-custody holders, which we all know for a fact is the safest way and safest place to store your crypto, which is self-custody and taking it off the exchanges. So what are your thoughts surrounding all of this? Do you think There are red flags with Binance. Do you trust using them to make your trades? Obviously, even if you did trust them, we still want to make this point very clear. Never use a centralized exchange for self-custody. Do not take CZ's advice on that. I understand what he's saying. There's a certain percentage of the population that are so confused and docile with what's going on in the world, they can't even take the liability of self-custodying their own crypto assets, and they need a centralized exchange because they'll probably lose their keys or do something stupid. I get that. But to say that 99% of people with self-custody don't know what they're doing is illogical. It makes no sense. And to me, that sounds like FUD. But let me know your two Satoshis in the comments right down below, which takes us to our next story of the day. As we all know, Bankman Freed was recently arrested by Bahamian police, and he was denied bail by the judge for $250,000 because he may be a flight risk. However, they put in a new application for bail once again. So let's uh, break this down, shall we? Sam Bankman Freed, the jailed founder of bankrupt crypto exchange FTX, reportedly filed a new app for bail in the Bahamas Supreme Court following his previous unsuccessful bid for release. Local media December 15th reported the founder submitted the app and that would it be heard before the court in just over one month's time, January 17th. However, the report did not cite any sources. Now, previously, December 13th, Bankman Freed's lawyers argued for him to be let out on bail set at $250,000. Kind of ironic considering he public, uh, Bankman Freed publicly stated around the time of the bankruptcy, he only had $100,000 to his name, but yet his lawyers are saying we have $250,000 to bail him out. Seems sus. If you're to ask me now, they also mentioned he had no prior convictions and was suffering from depression and insomnia. Cry me a river, Bankman Freed. The presiding judge denied the bail. Congratulations to the judge for not buying into his BS, calling the crypto executive a flight risk. Bankman Freed is remanded at Fox Hill Prison, which is considered one of the worst 
prison environments in uh, uh, in uh, in prisons for the United States or in the world. The only jail in the Bahamas. And in 2021, the U.S. Department reported conditions at Fox Hill were harsh and overcrowded with poor medical care, sanitation, and nutrition. Correctional officers were alleged to physically abuse detainees. And Fox Hill is also notorious for inmate suicide. Yikes. And extradition to the U.S. is on the cards, as the Bahamian government has said. It will promptly process any requests. The FTX founder faces eight U.S. charges, including money laundering, wire fraud, securities fraud, and all the conspiracies surrounding them. And the slew of charges could see Bankman Freed land in jail for 115 years. But legal commentators have told Cointelegraph there was a lot to play out, saying the case could take years to resolve. So there you have it. What are your thoughts surrounding Bankman Freed's second appeal to be getting some bail? Do you think the judge will grant him this or do you think he will be stuck in custody in the Bahamas? Let me know your thoughts, how you feel this is all going to unwind. And of course, I'll be keeping you posted with the latest updates and breaks as crypto Twitter has become quite entertaining since this all broke down, to say the least, which leads us to our next story of the day. Do you know that? Donald Trump officially released an NFT collection and sold out just like that in a matter of hours. They are all gone, like thousands of these NFTs. So let's discuss this. I find it all ironic considering that Trump once bashed uh, Bitcoin very hard. So for him to launch NFTs at a time like this in the market in a crypto winter and to still sell out, it just speaks volumes. You know what I mean? About his real stance on cryptocurrency. You got to like watch what they do and not listen to what they say. But nonetheless, here we go. Look what people put up to stay relevant. One way to do it in today's society is to get the, on the tech bandwagon with the so-called NFTs. If it ever crossed your mind to spend some time off at a posh resort and national historic landmark in Palm Beach, Florida, and have a tit-tat with the former American president, this is your chance. But first, you'll need to buy an NFT at $99. What kind of NFT, you might ask? A Donald Trump NFT. Now, hold on a minute. Isn't that the same fella who said Bitcoin is a scam? Yep, that's him. You can see him right here. These are some of the NFTs from the collection. The former U.S. President, Trump, who once had a low opinion on cryptos and described them as potentially a disaster waiting to happen, made what uh, is called an important announcement on Thursday. Hey, everyone, this is Donald Trump, hopefully your favorite president of all time, the former U.S. commander-in-chief said in the promotional video. Better than Lincoln, better than Washington, with an important announcement, it added. And Trump took to the Truth Social app this week to tease the launch of his NFTs, featuring the real estate tycoon in various outfits and weird fantasy scenarios, like Trump-branded Superman suit while unleashing a deadly beam of heat. From his eyes to attend the gala dinner with Trump in Florida, all people have to do is buy 45 Trump digital trading cards as they are assured a seat. However, the website for the initiative makes it clear that the winners are responsible for their own transportation and housing costs. What a bummer. Here's one of the best parts. Trump says in a promo vid, each NFT card comes with an automatic chance to win amazing prizes like dinner with me. Now, some people might wonder what topic would be like during dinner. Ask the former Oval Office tenant if he thinks Boris Johnson's hairstyle is more hip than his or being portrayed as Deadpool in his NFT campaign would have been more apt. Wasn't all this supposed to be a joke? No. And on Thursday, President Joe Biden poked fun of Trump's big news with a tweet right here. I had some major announcements the last couple of weeks, too. Inflation easing. I just signed the Respect for Marriage Act. We brought Brittany Grimer home. Gas prices are lower than a year ago. And 10,000 new high-paying jobs in Amazon. Well, there you have it. 
Now, Trump can't be that broke to be shilling NFTs. We might have a clue what they are for. He has taken another crack at presidency, obviously. NFTs are a great way to entertain the masses as he's got his own social app to sell the drama. Go figure. So this guy with the white pompadour said he doesn't think we should have all of the bitcoins in the world out there and that cryptocurrency should be the dollar shouldn't be taken seriously now should it so there you have it what are your thoughts surrounding trump nfts and would you ever invest in a potential trump nft let me know in the comments right down below personally i prefer pokemon cards just because my daughter prefers pokemon cards but uh that's just me but next let's discuss bitcoin bull and the giga chat himself Michael Saylor has come out and said that Ethereum could be the next Luna, ultimately saying he believes that Ethereum can collapse to zero. This is very bold prediction coming from Michael Saylor. So let's break it down so you can see exactly from the Giga Chat himself. Ethereum has come under fire from Bitcoin Maxis and former MicroStrategy CEO Michael Saylor, who has compared the network to Luna, which tragically collapsed in May of 2022. The effects of the collapse continue to haunt the broader crypto market, playing a role in the collapse of many notable crypto firms, including FTX. That's right. It's called Contagion. Now Saylor has pointed fingers at proof of stake networks like Ethereum as carrying a possible uh, possibility of crashing like the infamous Terra. So will Ethereum break like Luna? In a Twitter post, the MicroStrategy ex-CEO highlighted that Ethereum is at risk of seeing a Luna-level event. The argument was basically a comparison of Bitcoin to other cryptos, such as Ethereum, which Saylor believes are unstable. The tweet included a link to a YouTube video by Trader University that elaborated on the Ethereum blockchain and why there can be a problem with the proof-of-stake network. It highlights the fact that the Ethereum network depends on staked ETH to run, at which this point sees a lot of stake coins because there is no way to withdraw them. However, Matthew Crater highlights that once the code to withdraw is available, and if the crypto's price fall falls further, then more users will be inclined to unstake their coins. And at the end of the video, Crater then calls for regulators to look into proof-of-stake networks such as Cardano and Ethereum to determine if they are at risk of risk of catastrophic implosions. This is in an effort to prevent another event like the Luna collapse. Now, Saylor then compares the network to Bitcoin in his tweet, quoting him here, Bitcoin is engineered to be stable, robust, and increasingly secure and efficient over time based on proof of work and ASIC technology advances. And in contrast, proof of stake protocols are inherently unstable, inefficient, opaque, and risks due to their fragile design. He added, let me know if you agree or disagree with Saylor. And Saylor has always been a vocal Bitcoin maximalist, as we all know, preferring uh the pioneer of the original crypto OG for the King Crypto. And this is not the first time that Saylor has dismissed Ethereum, but his most recent attempt has drawn the wrath of each supporters. One user points to MicroStrategy's Bitcoin investments, which were made under his leadership. At the current prices, the company is experiencing unrealized losses on its hodlings, whereby a similar investment in ETH would have resulted in a profit for the company, as well as passive in uh, income if the coins were staked. Now, here's a quote from Saylor. Bitcoin is engineered to be stable. Well, I read that to you. This was the response from the, the troll. LOL, Saylor. What a huge mistake. You did in uh, basically saying that uh, if he would have invested into Ethereum versus Bitcoin for his company. But nevertheless, Saylor remains a staunch supporter of the King Crypto and his Twitter page is evident of this. Now, one of his most recent tweets include a picture of a Bitcoin light bulb with the caption, Bitcoin is eternal light. I agree 100% and I stand with Saylor. I don't trust Ethereum that much and here's why. And I got to make this very clear. I am an Ethereum investor. I've been an Ethereum investor since around 20, 
20, I purchase a large stake of Ethereum and, uh, or I acquire, I should say I acquire a large stake of Ethereum. And more recently, I sold the majority of that position for Bitcoin. I still own ETH, still a substantial number, but nowhere where once it once was. And here are some of the reasons for that. Once they switched to a proof of stake from a proof of work, I lost trust in that protocol, knowing that the regulators can deem Ethereum an unregistered security, which would have a very hurtful effect on the overall market, in my humble opinion. I hope it doesn't come to that. I hope Ether isn't considered a security. But one of the reasons that Michael Saylor believes it will be considered a security from regulators is the fact that the Ethereum Foundation launched it. There is a direct attack vector. And regulators have already been working with the Ethereum Foundation, such as the World Economic Forum. So I lost that trust. The reason I like Bitcoin and I trust it so much, more so than anything else in this world, is the fact it's decentralized. And there is no person, owner, creator, or organization to go after. Because Satoshi dispersed into the ether. (laughs) No pun intended, right? So there's no one to go after. So And it has the green light. That's why you recently had the CFTC head come out and say he believes that uh, Bitcoin is a commodity and the only crypto to be a commodity because there is no attack vector to go after. And I think this is great. And this is why I can sleep at night knowing that Bitcoin is decentralized and no corruption such as World Economic Forum or politicians can change or destroy that. But let me know your thoughts. Let me know if you have faith in the future of Ethereum. Once again, I'm still rooting for them. I hope things work out. But at the end of the day, if something drastic happened, it would not shock me. So I'm making the proper preparation at this time. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.